fortune will await you. The Nobel Prize for Science will be thrust in your face. This fan of mythic monsters and local legends prepares to confront the Dovar coup for the first time. I've not been to Omi Island, but I'm sure I'll familiarize myself with it fairly quickly. And uh, if the Dovar coup should emerge and show fierce uh, tendencies you will be quite surprised at how fast i can run bearing my age in mind let's go fearing nothing uh he guy, fears nothing yeah he sounded kind of like pedophilish no he did not i want to no. have a pint with him he sounded creepy i want to sit in a pub and have a pint and have him talk to me about the those things over <laughs> The Dover coup. The Dover coup. Those things. Will thrust upon you. Will thrust upon you. All this right. is what he looks Easy like. Easy with the thrust. Oh, I love him already. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Hmm. Um. So he's out looking for... The Dover coup. The Dover coup! <laughs> is that how you say it? It is. Now, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't watch this documentary with this amazing little Irish cryptozoologist, because it's actually spelled D-O-B-H-A-R dash... C-H-U, but not just a regular U. One of those U's with those little lines above oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fancy. Mm-hmm. So Wait, I, would have, I would have said, like, Dobhar-Chu. Dobhar-Chu? Dobhar-Chu, but it's actually Dovarku. Dovarku. you got to make it sound special. Because mm-hmm. the so, other way it sounds like a, like a um, chupacabra. The chupacabra. El chupacabra. So is that what we're talking about today on this fine episode of Parababble? We are talking about cryptozoology. We um, are doing a bring your own crypto episode. So this is crypto 2019. Crypto Bowl 2019. Yeah, because we we do crypto every once in a while. But there's so many different cryptoids out there that... We some, could do yeah, 10,000 episodes and we probably And I'm sure would. they're finding like new ones all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Some, sometimes they get their own episodes. Sometimes they just pop up and butt their nose into other episodes. And sometimes we just kind of... Well, they like to mingle. Give a mixed bag like this. But we can tell you, rest assured, that it will not be any of the typical cryptoids that we hear about all the time. No. These are the weird ones that, you know... So we're not going to talk Bigfoot tonight. No. We're not going to talk Loch Ness. We're not going to talk New Jersey Devil. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all caught that. <laughs> we're not going to talk Puck Wedgies. Uh, no. Oh. Okay, so. Or, or Wendigos. I did look into Puck Wedgies because they did make a, an appearance on one of our other episodes, and they've been infamous ever since. Infamous. And it was kind of tough because all the information out there on Puckwudgies is, is kind of bullshit. What? <laughs> we have let our fans? The Frogman. That was pretty awesome. Remember we did a whole episode about Frogman? Mm-hmm. The Loveland Frog. Yep. That's a whole, uh, that's a cryptoid. I, I came across him in my search for what I was going to do for BYOC tonight. No, you're forgetting the most important cryptid of them all. Mothman? Yes. I know. You are obsessed. And, yeah, I promise no Mothman talk this time because last time we did one of these episodes, I hijacked it with the Mothman and it became a Mothman-only episode. But I think we do have to mention that there has been a recent Mothman sighting. Yes. A couple of them. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Like messing with me. <laughs> so bad things typically happen when those sightings start to happen. Bridges. Cars. Yep. 
people. Yep. So uh, if you don't know, you might want to check out where those sightings have been. And if you are in one of those areas, get out. What? No. <laughs> Chase it. Get a big butterfly net. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. If Actually, I... the latest sighting was in Chicago. 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 In Chi-Town? In, uh, yep. In the O'Hare Airport, I believe. In the airport itself? It's by the airport, yes. Oh, that's that's scary. Um, there's all kinds of craziness with it. But, you know, people saw the wingspan was at least 14. Um, it was actually outside the luggage claim area. Like, so when the workers wait for the plane to come in, and then they wait for the little cart to go out there, uh, this trucker was sitting out there resting by the fence, and uh, he was just looking around, ha having a cigarette. And he turned around and looked at the gate where the luggage claiming thing was, and there was this eight-foot-tall-looking figure. And he knew it wasn't a man by the shape of it because of the way the shoulders to him looked. And he realized that they were wings and the way they kind of cropped down, like you think of an angel coming up and then coming down. And I know we weren't going to talk about this, but... Rob is so intrigued by it. He's hanging on to every word you're saying. Um, <laughs> so he went to go get somebody... And when they came back, it was gone. Isn't that always the way? And okay, now you're outside having a cigarette. Let me just in stop 2019. you. Yep. Where's your cell phone? Yeah, because that's what everybody does when they go on their break. They check messages, phones. Oh, yep. don't pick the camera up and go, "Hey, what's that over there? Let's see if I can get right. something." Your first reaction is to run away and go find someone else to show them what you're looking at, instead right. of just pulling your phone out of your pocket and snapping a picture. Absolutely, that's what I would do. Now, Mothman works mysterious ways. Oh, so, he's going to defend him. You know, I mean, you got the radiation. Mm -hmm. Maybe he gets in your head and makes you not think straight. Maybe he's messing with your phone. It doesn't work right. Who knows? There haven't been enough modern-day Mothman sightings. All his sightings were in, like, the 70s, 67, 78. Mm -hmm. Except now. Except now. I'd watch out, Chicago. What In the movie Jeepers Creepers... What is that considered? Because when I think of a picture of Mothman, you know, obviously we see artist renditions. I think of that Jeepers Creepers creature. I mean, kind of looks like maybe it. the look of him was inspired by. Every time we talk about the, the Mothman, Mothman, I always get the Mothman song stuck in my head. Mothman. <laughs> um, he yeah. flies through the air. <laughs> Babies. He's a Mothman. It's like the best song ever written about. Listen to uh, Mothman Part 2 <laughs> of Parabapple. No, we're actually going to talk about other things. Anyway, there was a sighting in Chicago. Look yes, at it. there's a there. sighting in Chicago. We had to talk about current events that mm -hmm. were related to it, right? I wonder if there's been an increased amount of UFO or men in black. Sightings. Okay, now you're going okay. down the path. <laughs> Stop it. Climb up the, up the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Climb upwards. Do we leave enough rope? So steep. <laughs> We need to get out of it so we could talk about other things. Why don't okay, let's let's do this, Jeff. Rob, why don't you tell us about the um cryptoid that you brought for tonight's discussion? You mean the Doberku? Yes. The not Mothman. <laughs> the Doberku is a um creature that resides in Ireland. Where in Ireland? Anywhere in Ireland? No, it's it seems to be isolated to a chill island. I don't know if I'm is not saying right. Is that temperature or is that the name of the island? Well, it's actually spelled A-C-H-I-L-L, -L, so A-Chill. But a -chill. that's not how it's spelled. So what uh, county is it in? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay, I'm going to look it up while you talk. Because <laughs> I want to know if I was anywhere near it when mm -hmm. I was in Ireland. What's the name of it again? A Chill Island. And what's the name of the creature? 
The Doberku. Doberku. Okay. The little Irish guy said the name of the island much differently than I said it, so well, I'm saying it wrong. Irish. Yeah, well, he's saying it right then. We're I'm, water I'm butchering it. I'm butchering it. That's so okay, this creature is described in a couple different ways, but it is definitely otter-like in nature. But the other half of it's dog-like, which to me kind of sounds strange when you when I start talking about like what its behaviors are. Mm-hmm. Because if I think of like a dog and an otter, I'm like, those are two really cute animals that aren't going to do nothing. It's in County Mayo. It's on the west coast of the Republic of Ireland. Okay, yeah, that's right. And um, the other descriptions of it are saying it's more otter crocodile-like. Because it's very aggressive. It's got sharp teeth. Mm -hmm. And it's like as large as a human. It can be as large as a human. But, you know, it's got the fur and it's got like the face of an otter but sharp teeth. Got the fur with the boots. Yeah. So they're they're very aggressive when they are seen, but not a whole lot of sightings on them. The the most recent sighting that I was able to find is in 2003. Even though that seems like so long ago, that's very recent. Well, the one before that was like the 17th century. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's yeah, that's a big gap there. But it's interesting because it's almost like. You know, it's not too outlandish. You know, it's not like a half human, half horse type creature or some some crazy shit like this. It's it's an animal that you know you describe it. It's like okay, something like that could exist. You know, some kind of uh, amphibious right creature. You know, it's, it's like, up more, it's more up north, so you know it's got the fur and it's a predator. But uh, maybe they're just very very endangered, so. The interesting thing about it, though, is the story from the 17th century. Supposedly, it actually killed someone, a human. Mm-hmm. Did there we get a size on this thing again? Human size. It's human size. And apparently they hunt in packs, at oh. least two of them. Oh. Very similar to, like... Two is a pack. Three is a crowd. Well, I don't know. Yeah, they hunt in pairs. Okay, pairs. They hunt in pairs. pairs. <laughs> Male, female, uh, father, son. <laughs> so, like, I guess one attacks, and if it needs backup, the other one's just there waiting to attack. Oh, he's overseeing the operation. Yeah. So there was a story in the 17th century of uh, a man who was looking for his wife because she went to go do laundry, and she was taking a very long time to come back. You know, they were doing, like, I don't know, by the river or something mm-hmm. back then. He goes to go find her, and he finds his uh, his wife dead, inwards of her stomach, out everywhere, and one of these Dobrakus is, like, burrowing into her. Oh, what? Yeah. And so, like, once it sees him, it goes after him. He fights it and apparently kills it. He had a knife on him. I stabbed it in the heart. Another one comes out. And attacks him, too. And he struggled and fought with that one and killed that one, too, apparently. So he killed two of these things. And then um, there is actually the gravesite of this woman who was supposedly killed by these Dobrakus. And if you go there, found in Conwall Graveyard, you will actually see an image of a Dobarku carved onto her gravestone to signify that's how she was killed. Really? Yep. I don't know if I'd want that, but that was back in the day. Yeah. I mean, you're talking 1600s, late 1600s. You know, I, 
you know, the, the, I know there's things out there that we haven't tapped into. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big world and there's a lot of things that, you know, we can't be at this point in life. We can't be in every spot of the world where these creatures might roam or pop out of the water, whatever they may be. But, you know, for some, some instances, people are seeing things that, you know, whether their eyes are playing tricks on them, you know, they went, I mean, this went to the point, if you think about 1700s, you know, they put the picture of the image of that on the tombstone. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, I just showed them the picture of the wow. outer crocodile thing. The double coup. I mean, almost looks like a giant shark head, fish head. Mm-hmm. But these people are seeing something. I mean, they're not just imagining and throwing it up on a, a gravestone or... You know, you have a rendition and artists. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Rob's showing us some of the uh, Dovers. <laughs> Dover coup. So come with the uh, tattooed cross on the back like that? Uh, that's, that's pretty cool. badass, isn't it? He's doing <laughs> tattoos back then. It's very metal. This is a very metal Dover coup. That one's got an attitude problem. Yeah. Yeah, well, they'd be pissed off too. Yeah, it's like I kind of look cute because I kind of look like an otter, but I'm a crocodile bitch. Right? <laughs> Trying to eat people. And otters are kind of mean anyway, aren't they? They got a little bit of a, a mean streak in them. You always see them just holding the hands and stuff in the water. That's <laughs> that is true. That's with, you know, that's them on chill. <laughs> They're just floating on their backs, breaking yeah. nuts. Go corner one, see what happens. Trying to find a See if those teeth come out. Of the Dover Coup grave. So that's really the only story that was the Dover Coup that was spotted that's the uh the big one because that's when someone was actually murdered and then they're like the most recent one in 2003 um it happened um a man who was vacationing on this island um was there with his wife and they were it was the middle of the night they were sleeping and they were like woken up by like loud commotion like a lot of splashing and like lots of noise and stuff so they went outside to take a look what was going on and the husband saw one of the Dovar coup kind of like messing mm-hmm. around with something in the water and like he didn't know, have any idea what it was and then his wife came and she saw it as well and then they saw another one so there was like two of them I believe is what they, they saw two as well let me just double check this I believe so so, if there's so more than two. They, they didn't know anything about these mm-hmm Originally, apparently, like when they saw them, they, they, they weren't hunting for Dobarku or anything like that. Uh, I guess like the next day they were at like a, a pub and they like just started talking about it. And it's like, you know, the stereotypical. The legend was born. Pub, like, well, they were talking about it and like everything gets silent and all people are like, the Dobarku. You saw the Dobarku. And so like uh, this guy's been talking about it ever since. And he really believes that he saw the Dobarku. This is 2003. Where was that at again? Did it say? The same island. Same island? Mm-hmm. The Chill Island? Yep. Huh. Well, I guess if it's a sparse, kind of scarce cryptoid story, you might want to stay in the same spot or the location. Yeah, because like, I, I wasn't able to find any information about it being anywhere else. It's very um, far it's- and few between with actual sightings as well somebody got it up there Mm -hmm. someone dug up some information on this but i guess like there was like the documentary that that irish dude was on there was somebody else talking about how you know they they do find like carcasses of 
extremely large birds that inhabit the island, and they're like, something's making these big kills, mm-hmm. and it's got to be a pretty big predator, and they don't know what it could be. A dober coup. Mm-hmm. You think a lot of these cryptoids are crossovers between, like, different species mating or something? Well, Ireland especially has so many different kinds of creatures that they're known for. I mean, that's the home of the fairies and the brownies and the red caps and the, I mean... Bread caps. Red caps. Oh, red caps. Yeah. There's a lot of different kinds of mythological creatures that roam that whole island. I just said bread caps. Yeah. It's red caps. <laughs> red... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's just another kind of like fairy kind of pug wedgie kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, the Dober Coup can be about seven feet long or about the size of an alligator. And I mean, Ireland is an island. So you think yeah. about like Galapagos Island, right? And the kind of They're always digging up animals they find there. there. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's possible that there could be something there that's not anywhere else. Yeah. What do you think, Rob? You think it's real? I think it's it's one of the ones that's possible. You know, that's why I looked into it a little bit more, even though there wasn't that many sightings. It's like I said before, it's like not something that's like so outlandish and crazy. It's something that you know, if it, if they like, hey, we found this thing, it'd be like well, that's crazy a little bit, but you know, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's no crazier than Bigfoots and. You know, all the other things that we more, talk about. It might come down to more popularity if there's more incidents that happen with some of these things. Because I mean, it's a little more grounded, I guess I would say. Yeah, because yeah, it, it, Jeff had a good point. It could be like some kind of weird crossbreed of I mean, two different about, kinds of I, animals. I mean, okay, so you have that. But, I mean, I have little little snippets and stories in between you guys' big ones. Like, I looked up a, um, one of these cryptoids. It was called a um, Mokeli... Membe, it's a considered to be a modern dinosaur, <clears throat> or even a spirit. I know that's the, it's like you're saying being like a, a little more based in a, a factual story. Um, it's a water-based creature, and these these creatures were spotted like down in the Congo River basin in Central Africa. The they were like a large reptilian creature. It had a body of an elephant, and it had a very long neck, almost like giraffish, giraffe. And the sighting started back in 1776. That thing has got to be huge. How would you miss that, you know? Well, yeah. Um, There's been a few sightings of these things, but there was actually a tribe that went out and speared one of them and actually captured it. They brought it back to the village. They cooked it up. They had a big feast. And it turned out that the people who did eat that (laughs) creature ended up dying soon after in this village. So my whole my whole thing here with these these cryptoids that was the uh, Mokeli Membo M B E M B O. My whole thing with this is I know we haven't found a lot of creatures, but when's the last time we found something of massive proportion? That was just like you when you research this stuff. Yeah. All the stuff we find today, like we find what two hundred and fifty thousand new species or creatures a year in the water alone. 
they're little tiny things. You hear these, you hear these names. You're thinking, oh god, it's gonna be cool. And it's like this little thing. Or it's like another species of something that, like, oh, it's another kind of turtle. Right. Or I think giant squid are probably like the last real, exactly, real living thing that is out there that we don't really have a hundred percent proof of. Right. So, when is it just the time frame that we're in? Yes, because the giant squid is the kraken. The kraken. Hey, that's not on a list. Um. <laughs> You know, like this, like this Mobembi. The 1776 was the last time they saw something like this. Are these things just dead now? Yeah, it could be extinct now. But you, you look at your story, 2003. That might as well be yesterday yeah. in, in the, the big picture and the um, line of, you know, the timeline. Yeah, that's I true. I, I have a hard time biting on some of this stuff, uh, even with the big stuff that, you know, the popular stuff that we do. I always have a hard time biting at it because there's really no proof of this stuff. I know. That's what always drives me crazy about it, too, especially nowadays. You would think as many cameras. Yeah, phones attached to their hips. Yep. Like, I don't understand how there's not pictures of these things floating around. I agree. Even Bigfoot with all the trap cams. I mean, you could, like, there's trap cams everywhere. Right. And we catch things on them. We can catch 100 deer stopping up at a trap right. cam coyotes like, you know what's stopping someone from like getting a drone and attaching like a thermal camera to it and just flying over the woods and seeing if you could catch a bigfoot right it's like how come there's no we haven't been able to get any real definitive evidence Mm-mm. and that's that's the whole thing about these i mean is it right time right spot I mean, and then you have a story yeah I'm, I'm sure that that probably has some to do with it that's why we don't have like sightings throughout multiple decades of things you know i think bigfoot's like an exception for that there's been a ton of sightings every single year for Mm -hmm. and it still keeps going but then again you know that many people are seeing it you think there would be some evidence out there and that's not that's not even taken let's take this all into a bigger picture here that's not even taken into fact that say 60 percent of 100 percent of those people 60% 60% of those people might actually be out there looking for it. Not the ones that happen to stumble in it when they're walking through a forest and they see something cut through there and they can't react to it if they don't have a camera or wherever it's at it, or you get a grainy picture. So those are just the random people. But think about the people that are out there that are hunting all these um, different cryptoids and stuff that, that are out there. Because as we all have our favorites i'm sure there's people out there who are like digging deep into their favorites mm-hmm. and you know where's the last place it was saw you know what 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 did it leave behind what some of its characterizations you know it's it's so big it's so random i mean i just feel like you know and even in other countries like that ctv that they use overseas mm-hmm. i mean every there's a camera everywhere you would just think that at some point something would just would come a, across a random lottery number. You're right. the winner. Hey, guess what we found? Well, because habitats have to be shrinking. Like, let's be real about that too. We, how many more deer do we see now in <clears throat> neighborhoods than we've ever seen before? Right. We're seeing less, but then again, we're seeing deer hang out in these neighborhoods because they have nowhere to go. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. So you so know the population is. Either the population is getting out of control or their habitats are going away and they're being squeezed into Mm -hmm. more, you know, suburban areas. So you got to think, like, at some point, you know, Bigfoot would cross 
across a highway somewhere. Yeah. Well, we do have footage. Well, they're of that. smarter than that. <laughs> well, smarter well, than the average so bear. So you look at this this uh, Mopilo Membi. They they even considered a modern dinosaur, but they also considered a spirit even. So now you're saying a spirit. Maybe that was just the way they terminolo- you know, yeah, the that's terminology. Yeah, kind of that's when you get into the out there kind of crypto creatures, well, you know. You know, unfortunately, that's the Bigfoot theory out there. It'd be coming through a, a portal portal and disappearing. And that's why people see it, and then it's gone, and then they have to report mm-hmm. it, and they got nothing. But, yeah, I mean, there's sometimes, like, I just looked it up because I wanted to see, like, how many there were. There are creatures that people used to think were, like, not real, but... And they discovered them. We're talking recent, too, like the Komodo dragon, discovered in 1910. Um, the platypus. People thought that thing was fake. Kind of is like a Dover coup, except probably doesn't mutilate people. Mm. You know, it's always uh, important. Gorillas. People thought gorillas were not real. Like, they, they were very elusive until 1847. So they hung out in their habitat, mm-hmm. and you just didn't see them. Yeah. Again chance that you're in a forest what is that i don't know but you start getting groups looking into this and tracking it down now look at you know some of the gorillas that we have on film and some of the training and things we have with that where they they go and capture them so you know why couldn't you do that with another creature you know i have something here with thunderbirds i have something here with um, the phantom cats in the uk Mm We're seeing all this stuff. I mean, governments are investing money like this. These phantom cats. These are these large cats, like nor, uh, abnormal size. Yeah, are, wasn't there a story about one of those in like England somewhere a couple years mm-hmm. back? It was like a big, huge black. It almost looked like a panther. Was it going across the field? I think so, but mm-hmm. it was like there's no way a panther could have been there. Right. Like it's just like one of the weirdest places mm-hmm. for something like that to show up. Like they're not indicative of you know being known to be in that area like there's not a zoo that lost a panther yeah. <laughs> right oh, like, where's that panther going <laughs> yeah someone who had a, an exotic pet over there would be a panther and they just kind of like let it loose like sometimes these places you see like uh, exotic fishes and stuff that we're not supposed to have here and like next thing you know they're finding them in the river and yeah. stupid shit like that why there's like anacondas in florida <clears throat> yeah Mm-hmm. Whoa, that one got loose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it, what? They're not in Florida? No, there's people bringing them in. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I know what you're saying, because even if you think about it nowadays, like, I don't know, did you see the footage of that gator that crossed through a golf course, like, maybe, I don't know, two years ago now? But it was, like, 14 yeah. feet long, yeah, and it, it looked like a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, like, massive. To see that thing in real life, you probably felt like you were in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Because we don't really know 100% of what's out there. And I'm sure that there's, you know, just like any species, there's ones that are really big and ones that are really small. And could something be mistaken for something else? And the other thing that when we talk about a lot of this stuff, we don't, I know we haven't really thought about it, but the food sources, how much... <clears throat> Excuse me. How much life support can these animals have? You know, they're talking with these um, phantom cats in the UK. They had a beast of Exmoor, blamed for killing a hundred uh, sheep in the 1970s. Um, someone in the media got a hold of the story, like 
blah, 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 blah. Oh, there's this beast running around. They were willing to give money if someone could capture this cat. It got so big about this, this phantom cat that the British government um, stepped in with the Royal Marines. And they said, all right, bring it back any which way you can. Alive, dead. Um, a lot of them reported seeing it. But they, once they tracked it, they couldn't find it. They couldn't get to where it goes. But when it all got said and done with these, there was another beast, you know, 1990s, which this was the beast of uh, Bodeman. Investigators, uh, they went through the whole system again. They brought everybody in. The professionals or the scientists, they all said, as big as these cats are and what they were following, there was no way that they could get this big on the food surroundings, on their, their diet there. So what is that saying? You know, I, you start jumping into like other dimensional things, you know. Okay, like that alligator saying it's what fourteen feet. Yeah, it was some kind of crazy thing. I mean, mm -hmm. if you saw the video What's of it, it walking. Yeah, it was enormous. What's people's, it eating? People's pets. People's pets. <laughs> uh, what? Other a wild animals. goat. Other animals. I mean, and if it's that big, it's it's been doing it for a while. So. Well, they live a long time to begin with, too. Right, and do you hear do you hear you know the reports of uh, animals going missing in that area, and then, boom, out comes the golf course. Like, hey, whoa! whoa. Your first thought is, wow, that's huge, and second thought should be, what the hell's it eating? Because <laughs> you look at these um, anacondas and boas, you see them devouring like goats, and you can't, you know, your head's trying to say, how does it eat all that? Process it, you know. So they could very easily eat like. You know that type of stuff yeah for sure and their surroundings how much space they have you know that's going to determine their size too if they're not confined you know like a fish you put one fish in a bowl a big tank it's going to grow pretty big if it's by itself you put a whole school in there oops wow that's nothing um they're only going to go to a certain size so it's their surround it has so many different factors in it but it, i think a lot of this i know i'm chewing up a lot of different things and ideas here right now i think a lot of this comes down to these reports what people are actually seeing versus you know what it might actually be and i know you didn't want to talk about the jersey devil but that was one of those questionable ones you know with the wingspan it could be a thunderbird or one of those big sand vultures <clears throat> it's all on the angle it's all on the perception and it's all what your memory puts it together now if you had a few people seeing this without them knowing each other and coming up with the same type of description, then we can rock with it. So you think people are just matrixing left and right with these uh, things? Yeah, but that's tough if you're, you see something that big. You know, if you see a hawk just soaring in the sky, you know it's a hawk. There's no matrixing to it. But, you know, uh-oh, Rob's showing us the video from this. It looks unreal. See, that looks like movie. I know. It doesn't look real. So the alligator big. video. It's enormous. If you guys look it up, uh, just look up uh, whatever that alligator. And, uh, just look up giant alligator on golf course. Yeah. And this thing's cruising like it owns the place. And how it gets away with yeah. this and no one sees it. Uh, people are seeing oh. it. <laughs> oh, there's Guy. Go for it, Guy. He's got his cell phone on. See, there you go, Allison. Boom. Cell phone. Yeah. Where's they Bigfoot? caught the giant alligator. Yeah. Yeah, where's Bigfoot? 
They you stopped. see, you see how small that guy looks in relation to the size of that gator I mean, too. That thing looks huge. Yeah. So yeah, he. But can... yeah, they're, right. There's people out there with their phones <coughs> taking pictures yeah. of it. I mean, that gator could clearly turn around and I know, charge I was you say, and eat you. But people are like, direction. I gotta put this on Facebook. This guy is probably like 20, 25 feet away from him, just in this golf shirt, and he's like just recording him. The alligator makes one turn and books it for him. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> But oh, it's got, got to get it. Up. It's Instagram worthy. It was. I'm sure. It was. <laughs> that, that thing was. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, you got to think about the technology we put in this. See, I think when I look at these different cryptoid type creatures, I always look for eyewitness accounts that match, right? Of mm-hmm. people that don't know each mm-hmm. other. Because I feel like that's the only thing that lends any credibility mm-hmm. to it. Because when you have total strangers that can describe seeing the same kind of thing, it's like, well, what are the chances that, you know, that that's happening? Kind of like the Mothman. So I only looked into one thing, and it only was seen for two days in a row. Nice. But it was seen by four different people that all described it the exact same way. And that, to me, says there was something going on there. So I looked into this Dover demon, because, of course, it had to be a demon, right? Always the demons. So it was sighted over two days in 1977. It was seen on April 21st and on April 22nd in the town of Dover, Massachusetts. Now, the interesting thing about this is that the people that saw this are all still alive. And they were one of them. The main person who we'll talk about was like re-interviewed again about this and still swears that this is what he saw. He drew it the night that he saw it at the police station. Hmm. And it's really interesting because throughout the interview, he kind of talks about how he wished it was a lie. Like he wished he made it up because he's lived his whole life with people knowing this Mm -hmm. and him always having to talk about it and defend what he saw and everything else. So basically, um, so William Bill Bartlett, everybody calls him Bill, was 17 at the time. He was, um, you know, driving in a car. It was a Volkswagen. He had two of his friends in the car with him. And as they're driving, he spots this creature. And basically, like, they're going down a highway. He sees something off to the side. At first, he thinks it's like a dog or a cat. And it's kind of like a broken up stone wall. So it's kind of like on top of this stone wall. Mm -hmm. And at first, he really didn't think anything of it because he just thought, oh, you know, something's up there, not a big deal. But then when the headlights passed over it, it scared the crap out of him because it was something he had never seen before in his life. So he described it as a creature with tendril-like fingers and large glowing eyes, and it was standing on top of this wall. So it was kind of like crouched, because the weird thing is is that the people that saw this thing said that it could either walk on its back legs or it could... It, it was bipedal, so it mm-hmm. could, like, crawl on all fours. So he sees it, but he said he was going about 30, 40 miles an hour. See, and, like, these things make me think, like, okay, this makes sense. It's logical. So he's in the car. He's going 30, 40 miles an hour. You think about how fast you're passing something like that, yeah. right? You see this thing, and for, like, a split second, it's slow motion, Right. And you're right. trying to figure out what it is. And by the time it, you're gone, it's gone. Mm-hmm. So he tries to tell the people in the car with him, like, hey, hey, but it's already passed. So he 
is spooked out about this. He drops his buddies off. He goes home. He tells his dad what happened. His dad brings him to the police station. He draws this thing. The same night, John Baxter, who was 15, was leaving his girlfriend's house. And he's walking down the street, and he sees what he thinks is one of the other neighbors walking up the street coming at him. Because it was like a shorter, you know, stature kind of thing. And he actually called out to it, and it didn't respond. So they're both now, imagine this, like he's walking down the street, it's pitch black, right? Mm. This thing is coming the other way down the street. He sees it. He thinks he knows, like, oh, it must be Mm -hmm. so-and-so down the block. Calls out, the thing doesn't respond. They're both still trying to walk towards each other. So now he's starting to get nervous, and he's trying to figure out what it is, and he's like, who is that? Well, the thing doesn't say anything, but it suddenly stops right where it is. It just makes a turn and goes down an embankment. So now he's like, all right, I got to figure out what the hell this thing is. Yeah, no. So he chases after it. He runs down the embankment and he sees it at the bottom of the embankment and it's crunched over and he describes it the same way. Long, tenderly fingers. So the rest of the description of this thing. Big, huge head, big, huge eyes, thin little body, no hair. What does it sound like? Alien? Sounds like a gray. Yeah. Except it's orange. Hmm. And when you look at it, the eyes are either like a glowy green or a glowy orange color. So the next night, another person sees this thing. The crazy thing about it is that when the police lined up the sightings, like on a map, they went straight in a row for a two-mile radius. Hmm. It's like this thing traveled two miles straight. It was seen on like this road, seen on that road, and it was never, ever seen again. So everyone described it the exact same way. And if you go on and search the Dover Demon, you can actually see the drawing that um, Bill Bartlett did. But... They all said that it was like a red-orange in color. It could walk upright or on all fours. Its eyes were either orangish, reddish, or green. But Bill described it that when the lights came over it, they looked like big orange marbles. Like glossy. and Yeah, super weird, right? It did not have any hair, but its skin looked like sandpaper. That's what everyone said about it. It looked rough. And it appeared to be about three and a half to four feet tall. It could still kick its ass, right? Uh, You don't know what that thing is. (laughs) True. So I don't tend to believe a lot of this stuff either, right? Right. But if I had to guess, like, was was this a sighting of an alien? I mean, it it happened over a short course of time. Only a couple people saw it. And then, you know, everyone always talks about these grays, right? Yep. But before they were gray, they were green. (laughs) Right? Everything, like, in the 1950s, like, all that kind of stuff, everything's always green. But it also made me think of, like, Skinwalker Ranch and how it had the blue meanies Mm -hmm. and all the crazy stuff that went on. The smoking dogs, and then they're gone. Mm -hmm. So it's like, is it possible that something could have happened you know, could this thing have been stranded somehow for a two-day period and then just never showed up again? 
Because that's the thing. Like, Dover is a small town. It's got a population of, like, 7,000 people. So it's not, like, a big, huge city. Right. I mean, everybody kind of knows each other. Exactly. And for four people in this little tiny town to all have seen this thing within two days and then never see it again. Its movement pattern is interesting. It would just stay on the road. Yeah. Like, in a straight line. Like, where was it trying to go? Kind of shows, like, almost a sign of intelligence if it was going straight. Yeah. But it didn't attack anyone. I mean, no one got close enough for it to try anything like that. But it didn't try to communicate, you know, none of those things. So what was the, what was it here for? What was the purpose? Maybe it did get separated for something. But it kind of looked like Slendy, like a miniature version of Slendy. So its head is like super big, potentially fingers and toes. And they, it almost, um, in the drawing, it almost looks like the toes are so long that they're like kind of curled over things, like they're being used like hands. Super like nails, weird. Nails, when they go, they curl over. So 1977, this happens. Dover Demon is never to be seen again. They interviewed that main guy, that Bill Bartlett, like, I don't know, a couple years back. They were doing a story. And he still swears that that's what he saw. Again, is it Matrix scene? I mean, but you're got, you have... Oh, that's tough. You're but it's down, not just it's him. To, right. Yeah. This is the whole reason why I right. looked into this. Because I'm thinking in my head, okay, well, if it's just one guy that saw it, yeah. It could have been something weird that, you know... And you didn't it was know a possum that looked funky, you know? Mm-hmm. But... When you have more than one person seeing it and they're all describing the same thing, what are the chances? And especially because this happened so close together. So how could word have gotten out to all these other people that at 1032 at night he sees this and then, you know, at midnight somebody else sees it and then at 5 o'clock the next night somebody else sees it? Like what are the chances of that? Maybe it, yeah. it's very Mothman like in the the way that the sightings were. Yeah, but it took off, right? Went down the one, the first gentleman went down the side of that embankment, right? Yep. And then he met him. He saw it down at the bottom when he went down there. But the thing went it straight in a two for two miles. So maybe it's like it knew where it had to go. You know, like it got off the road. Yeah. And went to wherever it needed to go. Or it was spooked. I don't don't know. All I know is that if I saw something that looked like that, I don't know what I would do. Well, I don't know if my first describe this story with it coming down the sidewalk and it's dark and you can't make out the figure and he's asking and nothing's answering. And after they get to a certain range of each other, he just boop down the embankment. What does that if it's walking down the sidewalk? I mean, by itself, no less. If it was a group of kids, it might be different. Who chases it after it does that? <laughs> well, yeah, right. And we always say that, uh, um, uh, what is it, fear or flight? I don't know if I'd be chasing it down an embankment. You know, I always say, like, oh, well, where's everybody's cell phones? But honestly, like, if I saw that, I don't know if my first reaction would be to pull out my phone and try to take a picture of it either. True. You know? I mean. The theory of it doing it is easy. But your mind is probably right. comprehending something it doesn't understand, and you're like not thinking. You're probably thinking more about protection or what your mind is trying to work to see what is this that I'm seeing that I don't understand, well, especially now, in the dark. This made me want to look and see if there's any other, if there's been any other sightings about aliens when they're not gray or green. 
you went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh... Because, I mean, if you think about it, people look all different ways, right? All different skin color, all different, you know, facial features, all different everything. But we're, our basic shapes are the same. Right. Is it possible that there could be more species of aliens than we know? There could be. I, I mean, orange, I don't know about that. But, you know, we always hear about the grays and the, the blues and greens and pinks and purple. And, you know, it's, this is the whole thing, you know. And what's, well, pink, what's this guy? Pink might be kind of orangey. I mean, maybe this one was, you know, had its hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what's this guy's eyesight, you know? Well, he's 17. So, I mean, you figure... I, you know, there's, he's not... There's young kids. Let, let's take that one step in a different way, too. Okay, he's a young kid, and young kids' imaginations run wild. Well, that's what the police in Dover said. The police in Dover said that all these kids somehow worked together and developed this hoax over school break. That's possible. I mean, yeah. It, it was logical enough to calm the city because people were freaking out when this happened, thinking there was, like, this creature running around. But as an but adult... But that would take a coordinated effort. But and, as an adult... A very coordinated effort. Yeah. But as an adult, when you look back at your 16-year-old self and what you thought you knew and what you could explain in your head and you were positive... What you saw is what you saw. Is it really that? I mean... Well, this guy's been sticking to his story since 1977. Hasn't changed it. Hasn't seen another one either. No, but that's the thing. Like, I almost feel like that might have been something because it didn't just keep popping up everywhere all over the yeah, place. Yeah, that's what's interesting about it. Because it's like, once the hysteria got out, you weren't hearing people being like, oh, I saw it too. Right. And then there's the other three people that saw it, too. I'm giving it almost the same descriptions. In two days' time. In two days' time. So something could have been stuck here. You know, did a portal open up and something got out on the wrong stop? Mm-hmm. Was trying to find the other portal to get back? Yeah, I mean, there's many times I stepped off the uh, metro bus and I was in the wrong place and I couldn't get back on. I, we had to wait <laughs> to the next bus. Well, I mean, I don't know. You know, I think it's one of those things that it's like, you have to be open-minded about it because yeah. why if, if me at 17 would not have wanted to have people think I was crazy, you know, you wouldn't want people thinking you're a liar. You wouldn't, Mm-mm. I mean, you're, you're vulnerable when you're a teenager, especially to what other people think about you. Right. For him to go to the police and draw what he saw. And for all them to have their story straight. And then it's very creative if they didn't make it up. I'd feel like they would make it a little more over the top if they were trying to just make up a story. Like, is it possible that they all saw the same weird, messed up animal? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it is. But I think the thing we have to agree on is that something happened. Right. Because there's too much corroboration amongst different individuals right for there to not, to not the be same time frame yeah you know, it's not like four friends together it's you know four friends will see maybe something different but there are uh, there will be some basis to it but you had four individuals that pretty much describe the same thing 
and at different intervals of time, and they weren't together. So it could have been an orange. What do you think, Rob? Could have been. That was pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, it'd be really interesting to see if there was any other sightings of a creature like this anywhere else than any other time. Well, it's interesting that you are thinking about that because there was a bit of a rabbit hole that I didn't want to get down. But groovy. There has been other sightings of other strange things in Dover. Oh, in Dover. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This has never been seen again. But there was other things that people had claimed to see back from, like, 1800s on. So... Is there some kind of portal triangle effect. effect happening that weird things are ending up there for short periods of time? And this is Dover, what state? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. How far from the Bridgewater Triangle? Oh my God, I'm looking at Rob going, how far is, is Bridgewater one of those points? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could be looking at a pretty big uh, vortex or dimensional gateway where it can come and go Mm -hmm. i mean you look at skinwalker ranch i mean that was huge itself it had all different points of things going on i always disappearing yeah because i'm always thinking no this stuff is total crap there's no way this can happen and be real but then when you start to connect some of those dots it's weird Mm -hmm. it's like all right that's a really weird coincidence and you're not really bending the truth to make it work for yourself you're just naturally putting the coordinates out there and saying hey wait a minute this stuff is all falling into place could be that'd be something to look into that whole Bridgewater and how close it is I'm doing that right now I know we always (laughs) want to like go Go out go to Bridgewater yes just go put us in the middle of nowhere (laughs) just drop us hey then we would be the (laughs) then we would be that anomaly well we'd make sure to have our phones and our cameras (laughs) well we'd be prepared then So nothing would happen, in other words. I mean, at least three of us, one of us would have a chance of getting a picture off or something. You would hope so. It'd be a hand, you know, like our hand, like falling or something because we just, you know. Trying to, like, magnify whatever's (laughs) in the background of that. I I don't know. It's so tough. I mean, and if you really stop and think about it, it's like ghosts also. It's Mm -hmm. It's like spirits. Do you really see them? Are they really there? Is it energy comes back and forth? How, how come this happens this way? You could say a thing, the same thing with all these um, creatures. You know, what are we seeing? Are we seeing just a, uh, uh, you know, a time lapse that just keeps repeating itself over and over and over? And maybe at one point this planet had stuff like that. And we catch it, and then it's gone. It's in our mind eyes. Um... A half hour from the Bridgewater, tri- from the center of the Bridgewater Triangle. Is it really? Yeah, it might actually be part of it because I know the Bridgewater Triangle is so big. Yeah, it's a 30, 33 minute drive. To oh, the that's center easy. It's easily spot. doable. Do you know how far you can walk in thirty three minutes? There's a lot of weird stuff that's happened there. A lot of sightings of strange things. That's freaky. Especially well, then I'm in on it. Dover's that so just, small. That just changed my whole opinion. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> because it's close to the Bridgewater Triangle? Well, if we fall into that thinking, yeah. I mean, Bridgewater had all the, the all the paranormal stuff that everybody would want to see. Yep, everything. Everything. Bigfoots, so, UFOs, ghosts. You know, 
how far is that that circle of yeah. Bridgewater? Yeah, Bridgewater is X amount, of, but it d- doesn't mean anything can't exist around it and come in and out. And I don't know. It's well, especially because this thing was only seen for two days. Right. So did it miss? Did it miss its bus stop? <laughs> it went a little too far. <laughs> it just skirted right past where it was supposed to go, and, and it just went down in this ditch, right in this ravine off the side. Mm-hmm. And the guy followed it, and it was right there. Yeah, and then when he saw it down there, he got so spooked, like he ran after that because he was like, "What the hell is that?" It I didn't actually like same. make any, you know, movement towards him or anything like that from the description. He just didn't know what to do. Was frozen for like a you know couple seconds i'm sure and then just took off up to go and tell somebody else what he had Maybe seen there's mental telepathy from that creature just kind of said like he jedi mind tricked him oh yeah you don't want to he demoned over him demon <laughs> <laughs> i am not the demon dover you are looking for nope nope just a, fuzzy, <laughs> just a naked orange man <laughs> we should we gotta go down to massachusetts and do uh on-site podcasts and investigation uh, yeah, I mean... The, of all these things. It's just crazy how these all seem to be interconnected. When we talk about cryptology and we talk about the United States, these same kind of weird things just keep popping up over and over and over mm-hmm. again. And what are the chances? Because I'm sure in 1977, nobody even knew what the Bridgewater Triangle was. No, it wasn't. Most people now don't even... They just knew it was an area if they saw mm-hmm. stuff back back in the day. That's what we saw. But you start putting all these testimonies together and you start plotting out land and then the technology's coming farther. There's always new ideas being created. So, you know, you put together the, the Bridgewater area and you're like, okay, well, this sighting happened here because this has been documented. We had this documented over here. All right, so well, I see this pattern, this triangle. What's going on in here? What's, what's and it's driving nuts. it? Yeah, and it's nuts too because they gave exact streets... Like, the first sighting was on Farm Street, the second sighting was on Miller Hill Road, and the third sighting was on Springdale Avenue. That's how they knew to plot, like, exactly where this thing had been. But to have specifics like that, too, you know, it's not just like you're driving down a road and something jumps on the hood of your car. Right. Well, man. See how I brought that back for you, Rob? Yeah, I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, has the Mothman ever been up there? Um, not that I'm aware of. Not that, that, that right. I well, he needs to branch out and he open up a satellite out. office. He hangs out, you know, in like West Virginia. Apparently, he's made his way a little bit north now to Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Well, I heard it's a good city. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, tragedy. Jesus. For that now. That, should, that city's always having some type of crime problem, gun violence. I mean, that's big. So who knows? Like you said, we just, that article came up, you know, saying, hey, back in June, guess what? So be careful. Um, would you just kind of wrap this up a little bit? So, do you think you'd pull your camera out? I would hope that I would pull the camera out. I, I mean, I don't honestly know because I don't. I think it, a lot of it would depend on how scared I was or how intrigued I was. Right. You know, if it was something yeah. that I didn't feel like threatened by. I think I would definitely be able to pull the camera out and take it. So if it's putting its energy out to me. Yeah. But if it's like, is this thing going to charge me and am I going to die? Then I think the instinct would be forget the camera. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't think I would, 
I would try probably to pull the camera out, but you take that instance where it just jumped down that ravine and went, and it's dark down there. I'm by myself. Am I really going to want to challenge this at this age? If I was 20, I'd be like, ah, let's go get it. You know, being older now, you, you're a little wiser. You're like, eh, maybe I'll just look from the top of the bridge and turn my light on. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like a good idea. <laughs> sounds like a good idea. I'll yeah, go with that. Exactly. So the whole the whole cryptoid scene, it's it's big. There's probably tons of stuff we could dig into that, you know, in the show, these, we could probably do five shows on this stuff because there's so many different little intriguing things that we find every day. You know, every year, scientists are coming up with all kinds of stuff. So, um, but I really do think, for me, it comes down to the um, first person, you know, witness to it. Yeah, like the believability of yeah. the witness. I mean, this guy obviously... The only, the only problem he had with his vision was it was dark, but he knew it was off. And then for it to go off, you know, bridge, that's one thing. Um, but you look back in history and what these people are seeing, you know, it, it's all coming down to eyesight. You know, well, I saw this wing look this way and this look that way. But when you can get four different testimonies that all kind of add up, or even two or three, I would go three because... You know what, I could probably sit here with you or Rob and we could see something. We're still going to see things a little different. But the verification that what was going on, you could at least put something together from it and go from there. That's great, but you start getting into three people or whatever and you've got different times and you're seeing the same thing. Because these people probably didn't even realize. Right. You know. Well, and it made me think about the time too. Like in the nineteen in nineteen seventy seven, what exposure had people had to the grays and that sort of stuff at that time frame? Mm-hmm. You know, is that even something that? Because when did the when did the first movie come out that was really like? Mm. What was that? Close, Close Encounters. Close Encounters. Yeah. Seventy seven. Hmm. Seventy seven or seventy eight. But these people aren't really making the connection to it being an alien, are they? No. I mean, they call it a demon. But we start, I, th- I think... But again, exorcist. You start right. to see more of those, you know, eyewitness accounts of those grays in the 80s and the 90s, you know? I don't it's like evolving. I don't think there was a lot of that kind of, that particular brand of alien <laughs> in that time frame, you know? Limited edition grays. They were little men before that. <laughs> You know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. When did that switch from being little green men to these gray beings? And it's almost weird that I feel like sometimes the time frames of what happens in the media dictates yeah. a lot of that stuff. Oh, absolutely. But then again, you give me my camera, show me. Right. Prove me wrong. Right. That's not happening either because all of these different things we would see. Well, I think uh, what people need to do is... Uh email us at parablepodcast at gmail.com and tell us to go to the Bridgewater Triangle. If the people demand it, we have to go. That is true. Yeah, we will. We'll travel in the namesake of the people. I would love to go look for the Dover Demon. Do we bring our old style torches? I mean, is this like are we a little I mean, that's all we got at this point. Or do we use our flash flash on our (laughs) phone? I mean, the technology, you know, the differences. (laughs) What kind of, you know, what what year was this? 1977. Ah, so they had streetlights. <laughs> well, but then you got to know. It's a little tiny town. Yeah, how rural is it? You know, maybe they didn't. 
Seven thousand yeah. people. Put it on the street. You got the streets. Google Street it. Yeah, and I guess this is what keeps everyone in this mm-hmm. field going. You know, yeah. stories like this, mm-hmm. investigations, you know, that's why a lot of people do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I thought it was interesting. I, And I have to say, like, you know, you hear about all these cryptology things all the time. You know, you're in this field, you talk about these things, but it's kind of cool to really dig deep and find something that's different mm-hmm. every once in a while. I like it. I need for it to happen to me. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's why we got to go to the Bridgewater Triangle. <laughs> Tell us. No, my Field drive trip. home. My drive home from the studio night on the throughway. I want to see some. <laughs> well, <laughs> let us know if you do. Yeah, yeah please and no, yeah. not yes. your dog. And if Facebook. anybody's got any pictures out there that are weird, yeah, send them all to us. Send them to us. Yeah, see them all. Alive or dead. Circle things with red yes. outlines. This here. So we know what you're looking at. It's the orb. All right, well, I guess we're going to sign off on this one. Yep. So uh, keep your cryptoid eyes open. Never. No? Anywhere. This is Jeff. Yep. See ya. (laughs) Bye, Jeff. Bye, Rob. Bye, Jeff. Bye, Allison.